Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Living in Love 24-7, the podcast. It's your girl, Sparkle, and your girl, Casey. Hey, everybody. And today, we got Johnny in the house with us again, y'all, and we are talking about childhood love lessons. Johnny, say what's up. Yo, everybody, so good to be reconnected with each and every one of you. Sparkle, Casey, absolute pleasure to be reconnected with both of you. Thank you so much for having me to continue the conversation. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you for being here too. Uh, We're going to dive right in y'all. Childhood love lessons is what we're talking about today. And we're going to start out with just asking the question and Johnny, I'll go ahead and let you answer it first. What did you learn about love as a child, man? Tell us. As a child, I learned many lessons about love. First, uh, I learned that love is joyful. Uh, I also learned that love is very painful. Um, and I also learned that love can be liberating. Um, and so I'll start with my general idea of how love can be joyful. Um, my family is massive. Um, they are like a small army all across the south side of Chicago. And um, I feel like I could not get away from anything because everybody was always watching. Uh, and making sure that I was being a good child and growing into the best version of myself. Um, and so it was like, wherever I went, I never felt alone. And I always felt overjoyed because love was everywhere. Um, if I made a mistake, uh, my family, they didn't chastise me for it in a negative fashion. They simply showed me a better way to uh, pick myself up and be a better version of myself. The painful element of love um, is quite frankly anchored in uh, my father, my mother not being married. Um, And so growing up, I actually experienced two separate households um, and watched my father and my mother mother battle for custody of me as a six and seven year old. Um, And I remember very vividly as a seven-year-old standing in a courtroom and the judge asking me who I wanted to live with. And I had to make a very challenging and life-changing decision to live with my father in Chicago while my older sister and my mother lived in Ohio. Um, Yes, I love my mother and my father father equally, but as a young seven-year-old, I knew for a fact that living in Chicago with my father and my enormous family would present ample opportunity for me to grow into um, a very brilliant young man. Um, And last but not least, the element of love being liberating. As a child, I realized that love was overwhelmingly liberating because um, when I had tough days at school or when I had sad moments in life, um, I could go to my father, my uncles, my aunts, my grandmother, or even my grandfather and cry cry in their arms or tell them my problems um, and their uh, non-judgmental love always made me feel safe as I sought to find ways to resolve the different problems I had at a, as, a, as a very young child. And so um, in short, as a child, um, I learned three specific things about love. I learned that love can be joyful. I learned that love can be painful. And I also learned that love can be liberating. Wow, that's deep, man. 
That's definitely deep. And I can understand that, you know, because we kind of got similar stories, but that is very, very deep. So, you know, Casey, thinking about some things that um, you learned as a child, how did some of the things you learned shape your views about love now? You know, just listening to Johnny and, and, and thinking about that, like, tell us. Look, well, you know, I had my pen, so I was writing while Johnny was talking. I know, right? <laughs> go, go ahead, talk to him first, and then, um, then we can, you can respond to my but, question. You know, but I'm, I'm going to answer both kind of at the same time. It just, you know, reminds me of, you know, what he said and being in two separate households. I think I kind of had, um, I was in a multi-generational you know, household. So I was able to, you know, see love one way from my mom and another way, you know, from um, my grandparents. So for me, it shaped, um, I don't know, kind of a distorted view about love. And one of the biggest things that I learned growing up about love and um, really just how it shaped me, I saw in them, they love in the way in which they love themselves. And I can say for my mom, I think her self-esteem was very low, that she didn't love herself enough. So the relationships that, you know, she entered into, you know, were very detrimental. And my grandmother early on with my mom's father, she experienced abuse, you know, with him. I never met him. I have no idea. Um, I know there were some family um, in Chicago but I never met him. I always knew, you know, my grandfather, because once he hit her, you know, he was out. She divorced him. And w- with my grandfather, I never saw a compassionate love there. I saw more of, you know, they were taking care of each other. He was there really to supply, you know, a need. But I never saw intimacy um, between them. Um, and my grandmother, she always, for the longest I, I can remember, she slept on the couch and he slept in a bedroom. You know, so for me, you know, one thing I saw was to really love myself. And so self-love and taking care of yourself has always really been, you know, a big thing for me. And two, from seeing that, I knew I didn't want to be married. So looking at that and looking at love and literally many of the marriages in my family were not great markers for what a marriage should be. And so I really had no idea of what marriage was. I had a lot of strong women about me, so I knew about being a strong woman. And so that's really how it shaped my view. I just knew I wanted to be a strong woman and I didn't need a man, you know, to do that. I didn't see the significance, you know, in marriage. So I didn't want to be married. You know, um, I wasn't that kid that grew up and wanted to have that dream wedding and, you know, all that Cinderella crap, (laughs) you know, that, you know, that wasn't me. And just based off, you know, my worldview. So that really kind of shaped my view, you know, a little bit, you know, until I met my husband, even when I met him, I'm like, I'm just not going to last too long. You know, um, so that really shaped my view just about love um, and how I moved, maneuvered, I would say, um, in relationships, you know, based on what I saw in my household. Casey, I just want to thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. I really do appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So much power in your story. Thank you. 
Absolutely, man. It, it, I mean, everybody is so different and we realize that and as we talk through things and, you know, get to understand and learn more about each other. It's so interesting. You know, I've listened to both of you guys and, you know, for me, my childhood was very, I don't know, very difficult, I, I would say. So I learned some things about love that I don't know if it was like the whole traditional thing. I think it was, you know, my mom and dad were not married, but they were in love with each other like you know, so deeply from what I know and from what I, you know, the stories I've been told and then just even seeing them, you know, as an adult, how they interacted with each other. I knew that they absolutely loved each other, but they were never married. And then my dad, you know, they broke up. My dad married another woman and he was married to her for like 13 years. And I saw them get into a a divorce. You didn't have to be married for so long. And then she didn't want to take care of me. So it was a, a big thing there with, you know, them me in the middle of my dad, you know, divorcing his wife, but then getting custody of me in seventh grade. So I was just bounced around and it was just so difficult to see what a, a true picture of love was really about until my dad finally got custody of me in seventh grade. And I felt stable in a home with him. And then I was surrounded by all of my uncles and my sister, and my grandmother, who helped him to raise me and take care of me and love me. I realized in that moment that to me, love was more about what I knew my family were was willing to do for me. It was just the fact that they surrounded me with love. They were always there for me. They, it was not about the things, you know, it was just about the fact that they were always willing to do for me, to care for me, to be there for me, to support me. And I equated that to, you know, man, love is really people just being willing to be be there for you and to show you that in just a form of you know the the non-tangibles because the crazy thing is on the flip side of that my mom's family they were there when we were being raised and being bounced around with you know my great grandmother and all these different things and they were always there for us in the tangible sense they took us on vacations once a year we always had the best clothes we had Jordans we had this we had that we had all the things that you could ever think of as kids you know, like I said, the tangible stuff, but they were never there for us. I felt, you know, they were never actually there when we needed them. When my great grandmother was whooping our butts with, you know, wire cords and (laughs) stuff like that. And we were just getting in trouble because of things that just, you know, kids would be involved in. They were never really present. They were never really there. So I felt like to me, love meant that, you know what, it's the people that are present and they give you that feeling of comfort and that I'm here for you. I'm willing to be there for you. I'm willing to support you and to love you in that way. So that's kind of how just my view of love, you know, was shaped. And then now in relationship, I kind of feel like I still carry that same thing. To me, it's not about the tangibles. We don't, I don't express that and show that, you know, how that's how I love. It's all about the fact that I'm giving my time, my energy, my effort. And that is the way that I'm communicating that I love you. I want to be here with you. I'm, I'm supporting you. I'm, you know, I'm, I am here. So that's just kind of, you know, my, my, uh, you know, what I learned and how it shaped um, how I love now and who I am now. I love that. And I remember, you know, with my mom and I'm not sure if it's you that I told that to, it was someone I was talking to very recently about, um, you know, my mom, even my grandmother and how they, you know, shared love and the, I love yous, you know, and things like that. I didn't get, um, I love you from my mom until I was 19, leaving from the military, you know, and when I, when she told me that, I was like, oh, you know, it, it, it kind of took me aback a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just crazy, man. Let's talk about then 
how do you apply, you know, what you learned as a child to your relationship now, Johnny? You know, how do you apply that now? Good question, Sparkle. I think that as, as I think through the three elements of love that I learned as a child, um, the, the joy, the pain and the liberation, I had to realize that the love that my parents demonstrated the love that my, my grandparents demonstrated and the love that my aunts, uncles demonstrated does not have to be my definition of love, right? And so as I reflect on the types of joy, the types of pain, and also the type of liberation that I experienced as a child, and as I grew into a, an adult and, and matured emotionally, I realized that I really have an ample opportunity to define love for myself, and in so doing, I, I think about the type of love that I want to experience on a daily basis. Granted, uh, love is hard and, it, and it's not always going to be overwhelmingly joyful without some type of challenges. And so on a daily basis, I, I wake up and I, sometimes I ask my partner, I was like, I'll, I'll pose the question of how are we going to create joy for ourselves today? Um, and in so doing, I think that when we are, are when we are intentional around creating joy for ourselves, then we are well positioned to have more joyful experiences together. And as a result, yes. that creates more experiences of love and minimizes the painful experiences of our love. Um, and I also think that love can be organic. But there is a way where in which we can be intentional around right. experiencing love together, right? And I think that in real life, partners may have agendas professionally, but I think that we can sustain an ongoing, an ongoing maintenance. We, we can sustain filling each other's cup up with love on a daily basis if we are intentional around what day where we plan to love on ourselves in addition to what day we plan to love on each other so that there is no lack of love or a partner within a relationship doesn't necessarily feel that he or she or them or they are like love deficient right because a partner could be thinking that he, she, them, or they are giving their partner the type of love that they're looking for, where in actuality they are missing the mark. Like, like Sparkle uh, mentioned, like we will, will coming from our family, the, what our love language is quality time. And I would much, I would much rather you spend a weekend with me than to send me gifts in the mail. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like I, that, exactly. That is the point. Yes. <laughs> but 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 again, like we can only have that type of clarity if we are intentional around understanding how our partners receive love best and creating a structure or a schedule to give our partners a type of love that fills their cup so that they can then replenish our cup when our love is depleted. I love it. And just the big thing for me, what you said, it's intentional, intentional, intentional. And I know, you know, just growing up in a way, you know, that I grew up for us, quality time is a thing as well. I always say my mom wasn't the one to always help, you know, with homework, you know, and but she was always there. 
You know, she's the one that combed our hair every morning, spent time with us. You know, she cooked five days a week. Those are the things that, you know, I remember. And so she didn't say the words, I love you, but there was never a doubt, you know, because she consistently showed up. And I think, you know, just for me, um, for those things, it didn't, you know, hinder my relationships at all. It really helped them. Because I really just started attaching the word as well, because words are important to me. But also I learned, you know, how do you show love? Not just saying I love you, because I know for one of my kids, they like to hear that. I love you. Whereas one of the other ones, I need you to show up. You know, quality time to me is love. Exactly. And so I looked at my mom and my grandmother and they didn't say that I love you. But they were very intentional, you know, about instilling values in us. They're very intentional about, you know, loving yourself. You know, they are very, you know, just intentional about spending that quality time with us, you know. And so I love when you say, you know, that word intentional because I'm very intentional when it comes to the things that my husband needs, you know, that my kids need. And quality time is one of them. My family that's one of our biggest things, you know, quality time. You know, we always try to figure out, you know, spending time together. That's how we show our love and, you know, and show up for each other. So what I learned really didn't um, hinder me in a way. And I think maybe um, early on, you know, at, you know, dating, but there was a shift when I got married because I knew that what I saw as love needed to be a little differently in how I showed up needed to show up in a different way. So I don't think it really, you know, hindered me at all. It actually helped me because I looked at love from different lenses. And not, it's not good. just what you say, but it's also, you know, what you do. And I didn't see the love between both of my grandparents, but I knew they, I knew they loved each other. I knew they had a deep care for each other. It wasn't the hugging and kissing and, you know, all of those things you know, but they deeply care for each other. And they also deeply cared for us and showed us love, you know, as well. So I don't feel that I was missing anything. So it didn't hinder me when I got into my relationships. Um, but just with that, um, Sparkle, you know, how are you, how have you been able to heal just from some of those traumatic experiences? I know you just talked about, you know, with your mom and dad, you know, through that, how are you able to heal you know, through those experiences that you had while you were a child? Um, honestly, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely still healing, you know, even in my adult life, I'm definitely still healing from it. And I, I think what I do is, is try to recognize um, what I saw and recognize where I see the error in that, you know, how, uh, how they loved and, you know, the disconnect in the relationship and, you know, the not being married and things like that. I try to just recognize that, you know what, that may, that's, that's not what I want. And to me, I saw it as a problem. And then how can I do better or be better, you know, as an adult now in relationship who wants to give love and to receive love fully, you know? So I think it's just really taking the time to understand that and to think about it and to, I don't know, just identify that 
it was a problem. And then when you, I think when you can identify that, I think for me, it's just helping me move forward. And so I try to recognize if I'm doing anything that I saw that, you know, when I was a kid wasn't good, you know, for me, or it didn't make me feel a good way when I saw it happening between my parents or between others that were in relationship. I try to think about that. You know what? I, I don't want to do that because I saw how it might've triggered this person, my mom or dad and made them feel a way. I don't want to do that or be that way. I don't want to say that. I don't want to reflect that to my child. So I just try to be conscious about uh, how I am in a relationship to try to be better and to, you know, do better, I think. Um, but it's still, a, it's a learning process, I think, until the day I die, you know, because sometimes trauma is just, it's just that deep. Yeah. It's just that deep that, you know, you really can never, I don't know if, if you can heal from it 100%, but you can absolutely live and learn and understand from it and be better, uh, you know, going forward. Yeah. And I think just, you know, just hearing you, and also my own experiences, you know, just a couple of things I learned is that my, with my mom, she, and my grandmother, both, even my great grandmother, um, cause she's been, she was married, Lord, 50 some years and people give love oftentimes and sometimes in a way in which they learn, they do the best that they can. And I knew from my mom, yes, I would have, you know, loved certain things from her, but she's doing those things now. But those things had nothing to do with me. You know, that was a her thing because I spent a lot of time trying to, you know, figure out, well, why was she like this? Or why was this? And why was that? And I had to tell myself, hey, that was something she had to go through. It doesn't mean that she didn't love you. She loved you in the way that she knew how to love you. You know, number one. Exactly. And and, And that doesn't, you know, so I can always say, Yes, I knew she loved me. I know that she still loves me, you know, but I think also through her grandchildren, she displays love, you know, a little differently because she has learned, you know, um, you know, as she grew. And so I tried to make sure to tell myself this has nothing to do with you because that can have a big hindrance on how you love. Mm, I love it. Absolutely. I think if, if I may add one thing, I think a, a very important indicator of matured love is being able to extend grace and recognizing mm. another's limitations and extending grace and saying, I love you for who you are and where yes. you are. And I don't hold it against you. Love it. So true, man. Yes. And I, and I can say, you know, that was, that was the thing for me. Um, and it even took me, you know, into my marriage you know, even though I knew how to, you know, love fully and with my full self, with my husband, it was still sometimes a struggle, you know, with my mom, you know. And so I had to tell myself, you know, some of those things, you know, she, you know, she loved the best way that she could. She loved the very best way that she knows how. And as she, you know, grew and learned, I had to give her grace and I had to understand and be patient that love doesn't always have to be the way in which I see it. You know? Exactly, exactly. Yes. Look at y'all. 
I know, right? Come through with the knowledge, with the gems. I'm serious. This has been amazing, man. And I tell you, you know, uh, like I, I love when Johnny was talking about how uh, basically, you know, you don't have to reflect what you saw. You know, love doesn't have to be, you don't have to, the way you show love, it does not have to be the way you saw when you were a kid, you know? So just know that you absolutely yes. can see something, but then be something and do something different. Like that is just so important, but you have to recognize, learn and grow and, you know, just do better. When you, when you know better, you do better. Absolutely. Um, go ahead, Johnny. No, I was going to say in the crowd said amen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, I found this clapping thing earlier. Look, I should have had it on standby. <laughs> so I can play my clapping music. I know we need that. Uh, we got it for next thing, next time then. Look, I found it. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to yeah, work some magic with that one. Uh, but I did want to ask you, um, Johnny, you know, with all the things that you said, and I, you know, kind of wrote down joyful, painful, you know, liberating, um, grace, you know, intentional, you know, and all those things you said, you know, having children, if that's your plan, um, what would you like your children to learn, you know, from you about love? I think that as I, I've been, I've been an educator for about nine years. And so, and eventually I'll have my own children, but how I, I would like for my children to understand that love is hard. It really is. Um, and it's, and it's really expensive, uh, expensive because it takes time expensive because sometimes you may love someone or you may love something and you may not feel like you're getting out of it, what you're putting into it. Um, and I also want them to understand that Love is very powerful when it is used with intention. Um, and it's, it's, it's scarce, I really believe. Like pure love is very scarce because in a world where individuals are well positioned to exercise their own self-interest, people's love get frequently, or people's love is frequently taken advantage of. Um, and so I would caution my children to be fruit, be frugal with your love and mindful of your heart because, because I don't want them to be tainted to such an extent that they are, they become cynics and, and pessimists in a world that should be driven by love, hope, and optimism. I love that. I oh love my God. <laughs> I love that. And I can, you know, when you said pure love is scarce, Sparkle, I think I talked to you about that with my grandmother. When I say pure love, this is all she knew. And I have never met anyone in my life that loved the way that she did. And when I just say pure love, I mean, oh my God, that was her. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and Johnny, again, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, we definitely appreciate it and having your male perspective. So thank you so much. Um, Sparkle, sure. would you like thank to you, add thank you, thank anything you. Before, we, before we close out? 
This has been such an amazing conversation, y'all. I mean, super amazing. And Johnny, thank you so much again for being part of this conversation to give us the male's perspective and point of view on childhood love lessons. Mm-hmm. We totally appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and give the uh, listeners um, just a couple, you know, practical applications. Johnny, you know, start, tell us from your, your point of view, give us a practical application for the listeners. Absolutely. As we think about the type of love that we experience as a child, And as we think about who we are as adults and how we love, I think that a practical application that we can use is to interrogate our inner child and simply ask, what type of love did I experience as a child? And how can I enrich that love for myself as an adult? Yeah. So so yet again, what type of love did I experience as a child, albeit good, bad, healthy, unhealthy, and also ask yourself, how can I enrich that type of love for myself as an adult? And that is a very prominent way for us to always anchor ourselves in an asset mindset and move forward and think through how can we further enrich our ability to receive love and then offer love. I like that because um, as you're saying that, I was thinking um, for me, I didn't go so deep into what went wrong, you know, but what went right, you know, Um, you know, how was the love that I received amazing? You know, what can I take from that and translate over, you know, into my relationships, my relationships, my own children. And like you both said, even for me, you know, just that quality time, you know, was a big one. And so that's a big thing for me in my house. So um, I definitely agree with that interrogating your inner child. And so I definitely had to have a conversation, you know, with myself, you know, who am I bothered with? Why am I bothered? You know, you were loved, right? You know, and that's good. How, and how can you take that love that you were given, you know, and transfer that over, you know, into your household? And so I base a lot of those things that I saw, you know, from my mom and from my grandmother and my great grandmother, you know, and my aunts and, you know, their their marriages and what went right. And not so much as to what went wrong. How can I take those key things that went right and translate that over into my house? And so I definitely love when you say just really have it, you know, interrogate your inner child. How about you, Sparkle? Yeah, I think that's definitely key right there because we have to look inside, you know, and figure out who we were and who we want to be in order to be who we say we want to be, you know. And if you were a child and you experienced love one way and whether like Johnny was saying it was it was good, you know, not good, it was whatever the case may be. You have to know what the foundation was, you know, go back to the foundation, revisit that, understand that, you know, think about that. And that is who we were as kids when we first saw love, when we first experienced it. And that's where we have to start. And I totally agree, you know. Um, And like you said, don't focus on the wrong, uh, what was wrong with the love you received. You know, don't make that the focal point, you know, 
consider, hey, what was right? Because like, that's how I learned that my love language was quality time because that's what I experienced as a child. I experienced my family giving me true quality time. And it took me even up until now, you know, my adult life to realize that that was how I was loved. And that's my love language, how I love people. But the one thing I will say to add to that is you have to recognize the people you're dealing with in relationship. Recognize to you can what their love language is so that you guys are matching each other. And like Johnny said, filling up each other's love bank and love cup, because just because my love language is quality time does not mean that that's my partner's love language and does not mean that he's receiving love the same way that I may be receiving it when somebody gives me that quality time you know so you have to be mindful of that just because you are you feel loved one way does not mean the next person feels that same love in that same way so you have to be open to giving love and you know in multiple different ways so once again just go back to that inner child and think about all the ways you receive love and how you can give it um, as an adult and, and and learn from those lessons so that you can give those multiple different ways of love or give those love in multiple different ways so that people are filled when they're encountered in relationship with you yes thank you so much and again thank you johnny thank you for being with us we definitely appreciate it it's so amazing to have this a male perspective so Thank you. Of course. Of course. Absolutely. I'm absolutely honored. And I'm always, uh, it's always a pleasure to be connected with the both of you. I'm here every time um, there is a request for uh, a, a gentleman's perspective on topics, <laughs> topics that are relevant to me. And we appreciate you. you. All right, (laughs) y'all. That is Living in Love 24-7. Don't forget to follow Johnny King Reed. Instagram, don't forget to follow Coach Casey. Follow Living in Love 24-7. We love y'all. Take care. Bye. Peace.